Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1091, air date August 5th, 2022. Good evening, everyone. Um, it's Dr. Shiva Ayodhuray. I apologize for my lateness. You know, we've been doing a bunch of science work and one of my meetings got delayed, so I apologize for that. Um, it's a, sometimes uh, it's a lot when you're trying to do a bunch of things. But anyway, um, today we're going to talk about uh, the gut brain, gut and brain health. And it's really the beginning of our gut and brain health series. And I want to let everyone know each day uh, we're creating a schedule now because we have so much knowledge and we're trying to structure our programming in such a way that people who have different interests may be interested in those things. But Thursday, Fridays, supposed to do this Thursday, but um, we're going to be doing we're going to focus on gut and brain health. Now, why do we put gut and brain health together? Guess what? As the uh, title says, you have two brains. One is in your skull and one is in your gut. Um, this is a very profound understanding that's come out. In fact, the ancients have known about this, but your brain and your gut are really two brains. If you got ask a gastroenterologist, they'll tell you that gut was really the first brain. All right. So we want to understand that if you want to have brain health, you got to have gut health. And these things are very closely and intimately connected. And so this is the first in a series uh, in gut and brain health. And what we're hoping is that as you get this content, which we you can contribute to this content, as you know, we do our own research here at Cytosol because as the bottom of this says, this is science by the people for the people. It's brought to you by Cytosol and it's part of our Cytosol Open Science Project. Um, several weeks ago, I shared a article and we went into the depths of it about how the academic institutions are so, there's so much insider trading on here, and I'll walk you through that. You had the Alzheimer's research, which took place, which was found to be completely, you know, bogus because the guy who did it, you know, nearly 15 years ago, there's more than enough evidence that he faked all these images. And that piece of research, which was supported by his principal investigator, was the basis of the last 15 years of direction and how science was being done for Alzheimer's. And remember, all these guys are going to realize are, are an incestuous mafia, so they can control science for a long period of time, and human progress is what suffers from it. So our gut and brain health series takes a very, very different approach. And this research is truly science by the people for the people. So we want to encourage all of you guys to contribute to this. I hate asking for money. But we do need those dollars. You can give $1. You can give your time, as we'll talk about. But when you contribute, we want to reciprocate. And I want to talk a little bit about that model. But let me just jump right in. But uh, what we want to, oops, I want to go to the beginning of the slide set, not to the end. Sorry about that. So what we want to start here, got a lot of slides to go through. And by the way, all this stuff is all original research. It takes us a lot of effort to put all this together. So um, as you notice, you have two brains, one in your skull, one in your gut. Cytosol Open Science Project. This is a science uh, uh, by the people for the people. So let's begin. By the way, those of you who want to learn more of all the things that we do, go to vashiva.com. That's a core website. 
And you'll find out throughout the core of everything we do, it is to really educate you on the need to take a systems approach to everything, to life. And that systems approach recognizes the scientific interconnection between freedom, truth, and health. And these three are not words. They are really based on universal laws, movement of information, matter, and energy, freedom, taking ideas and applying the scientific method, converting it to truth, the conversion process, and health, which is the storage and the structural element of you. So you learn more, more about this when you take the course. I can't go into detail on this right now. But what we're going to cover is we're going to go through um, truth, freedom, and health. You're going to understand the Open Science Project. You're going to understand that real innovation really occurs outside the bounds of the center. And then we're going to go introduce a gut brain health series. Um, those of you um, who are new here, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And we just revamped the website very slightly. I mean, it's a very simple website, but let me share it with you here. If you go to the website here, let me go here. Um, oops, here, there. Okay, you will see that on our website, we've made this very, very easy. Our slogan is truth, freedom, and health, get educated or be enslaved. And we have the core of what we wanna do for you is to empowering you with the science of systems we create infrastructure and community to build a bottoms-up movement to change your life, your community, and the world around you. Uh, we'll go through this video, but this is a movement, and you can support your movement. We have some great testimonials here. We win. I mean, our movement wins. We're not just complainers. You can read some of the interesting big wins we've had. But the key thing is you can contribute. You can just become a member if you contribute at nothing. If you want to contribute 25 to 99 bucks, you can become a supporter or 100 or more. And what do we give you? Well, we give you lots and lots of tools. We give you scientific papers. We give you an entire tool to understand your own body as a system. You can actually get a certificate, okay? You can get books, but I want you to go through this. So we give you lots and lots of tools so you can become a activist, you can become a system scientist, et cetera, and you can understand all the stuff that, that's up here. What I wanna do is just quickly play you a video um, as we begin, so you get inspired on my, hopefully, uh, recognizing that we need to take a systems approach to understanding life, okay? So I'm going to play this quick video, and then we're going to jump right into the Brain uh, Health series. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. 
Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently, at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There, I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical, paper-based inner office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper, and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India, where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory, honoring my grandmother to develop your body, your system, a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food, supplements, and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state. And Systems Health, an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems, the science of everything, be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system, to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light Learn the science of systems, build community, and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone, so please go learn the science of systems. You won't regret it. It's for you. I hope you take advantage of it. We're not here to uh, force anyone into this, but it will profoundly change your life. Um, you will learn the foundations of systems course, but most importantly, you'll learn how to think, not what to think, and that's what the world needs. So by the way, every Thursdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m., uh, every Thursdays, everyone's invited. We do an open house. You can directly interact with me, and I invite all of you to come to learn more about as the system, uh, science of systems. So anyway, let me talk about this, okay? Today we're gonna really talk about, again, this is the beginning of our gut and brain health series, part of our Cytosolve Open Science Project. It's brought to you by you. We wanna thank Cytosolve for helping us do the work and the contributions all of you guys have made. Um, and we hope you continue to make, we need, we need the support. But let me, um, first of all, talk to you a little bit about this. You know, one of the things that our Open Science Project is dedicated to fight is really against the real racism. You hear about the world racism, and typically it's the liberal elites who talk about racism, but they never talk about the real racism. You say, let me tell you what the real racism is. The real racism is putting down um, some of the amazing indigenous medicines, the traditional medicines that have existed for 30, 40,000 years. 
And by people, maybe they don't look like us. They look different. Maybe they looked, quote unquote, primitive. And this racism is at the heart of why the big establishment organizations, which are, by the way, filled by these elitists who talk about diversity. It's fascinating. You go to many of the big pharma guys' websites, they'll talk about diversity. They'll talk about wanting to help the Native Americans or wanting to help the dark people. But yet those companies hate the fact that when you talk about herbs and supplements and indigenous medicines, they don't want anyone to talk about that, right? They want to talk about synthetic drugs. So that's why I want to bring you up to that. Our movement, Truth, Freedom and Health, with the support of Cytosub, is dedicated to truly fight the real racism brought to you by Big Pharma. So that's the first point as we talk about this. The second point is that we are dedicated to eliminating animal testing. You know, even the FDA at one of the conferences I was at is recognizes that when pharmaceutical companies do testing on animals or cosmetic companies, it's absolutely unnecessary. The animal, you know, chemistries are so different and there's no reason to put animals through this cruelty. In fact, the reality is it says the 90% of NIH animal experiments are going nowhere. So they just kill these poor animals. You know, I have, I'm a big animal lover. Even if I weren't, I don't think it's necessary to do any of this just from the physics and the chemistry. And the results do not necessarily translate to humans. And, and look at this. Um, you can see even Americans are divided whether animals should be used in scientific research. But more importantly, from a science perspective, there's no reason to do animal testing, okay? So that's the second reason our Cytosol Open Science Project exists. It's first, as you shared here, it's to really fight against the real racism against all the stuff that big pharma does against indigenous medicines and also to stop and eliminate animal testing. The third is if you look at the entire pharmaceutical development model, it's, it takes 13 years for them to come up with a drug and the drug we spend $5 billion, right? And the drug doesn't even work. It only works for 10% of the uh, group and it, there's no way to personalize this, and it's a single molecule and has lots and lots of side effects. And you can see, so it's wasteful, time, money, et cetera. And you can see here, this graph, pharma companies spend more and more money on R&D using this very archaic process, and they're, in fact, getting less and less drugs even approved. So it's a really effed up process. And the reason it's so screwed up is because on top of it, the academic research is a blind leading the blind. So if this elephant, for example, represents some disease, like the brain, or not the disease, but some system like the brain or Alzheimer's. The scientists in all these institutions are incentivized just to study a little piece of the puzzle. So it's like almost they're like blind men touching the different parts of the elephant. And each guy has his own blinded view of reality. And if they ever even got together, you'd get this crazy looking picture of the reality. People would think that the, the you know, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, you know, whatever the, um, the, the not the, the tusk of the elephant was a spear. Uh, they would think the ears were a fan. So this is what is going on in science. You have academic guys studying pieces and that's called reductionism, okay? That's the next thing we wanna be able to uh, expose and stop with cytosol. And then finally, there's an incestuous web of science. And look at what goes on here. I want everyone to really take some notes and understand this. This is why scientific research is not science by the people for the people. It's science by the few for the few to make a bunch of money and keep the science by the few for the few going. This is why that Alzheimer's 
nonsense that came out for 16 years. Um, the, the research group, this guy bullshitted the research. He made up research, which resulted in billions of dollars going into an Alzheimer's area, which was complete nonsense. And think about this. These are the big guys at Harvard and all these big schools, just fully bullshitting people day in and day out. Okay. How do they do this? Well, this is the incestuous in science. They got, by the way, so the same guy who's deciding where funds to go, let's say for Alzheimer's, sits on the NIH review board. That same guy is on the scientific advisory board of some big pharma company. The same guy is also an editor of a journal for the major journal publications that say in Alzheimer's. And he's also the department head in Alzheimer's, you see? So, and th this is the incestuousness. So if you are a researcher and you have some brilliant idea or you have data that says, oh, you know, these herbs can solve um, Alzheimer's and I have data, they're going to make you, they're going to call you a snake oil salesman. They won't even give you the opportunity for your research light to come out, but they will do this incestuous web. It's this little mafia web that they have. So anyway, Cytosolve is dedicated to destroying all of this. Okay. So what is the Cytosolve Open Science Project? We're science by the people for the people. And as I mentioned, we're going to be doing different, as we promised several months ago, this is the beginning of the gut and brain health series. Okay. We're putting the research together, not from any one institution, but we're breaking down these silos of information, science by the people for the people. So we take, for example, all the work that's been done in gut and brain health. We use Cytosolve to organize that. We don't just say, oh, these guys are from Harvard, so we're going to accept their papers. And these guys from a state school, it must not be good. No, we follow everything through the same process. Okay. Then we extract out the mechanisms and today you're going to see the systems architecture at a very high level of gut and brain health. And then we have the ability to discover. And again, if you go to vhshiva.com, you'll notice that on the website, there's a little logo for the Open Science Institute. And we want all of you guys to support this, contribute to this. This is, again, how you can do $1, $2, whatever the hell you want, contribute nothing, in fact. But that's fine. And you can go here and when you contribute, you know, if you contribute 100 or more to our institute, you get 15 different gifts. These gifts include the opportunity for you to become a warrior scholar. We give you knowledge. We're not here to just have a one-way relationship. The other thing you can do is become a supporter where you get access to a bunch of tools, your body, your system. Go study about it. Go to vhshiva.com slash join or truthfromhealth.com. And if you just want to join, do it for nothing. That's also there. But what Cytosolve ultimately does, we have the ability to look at the existing research without killing animals, mathematically model it for different diseases, and then we can test different compounds. We can test natural compounds. I'll talk about that's how we built MV25. No animals were killed in this. And, and we use the scientific research. So we're not like the snake oil salesman with vitamins trying to just throw stuff in and find a celebrity. We actually have the science to understand the mechanisms of action, okay? So it's a very radically different approach and that's where you're part of. And you can see in Cytosolve now, if you go to the website, we have many, many different areas we've been researching, joint health, men's health, pancreatic cancer, skin health, immune health. Um, today we're gonna talk about brain health and you can look at all the different areas and all of this is science by the people for the people, okay? Um, and why do I wanna talk about this uh, is that you see, we've been brainwashed to think all great science comes from a few people at these big institutions or innovation only comes from the few. And I can tell you 
from a firsthand, um, firsthand experience long before I came to MIT. You know, I invented the first email system. And I've had to fight for this because I never wanted the credit for email. It went into the Smithsonian. It created this huge hullabaloo. A lot of it was racist. People calling me a curry stain Indian who should be hanged and beaten. People in the military industrial complex wanting to take credit for the invention of email. But the truth is great innovation, great science actually comes from the edges, from people's names we do not know. It doesn't come from the center of big institutions. And just to sort of exemplify that, the invention of email took when I was a 14-year-old kid. I was doing research, doing medical research as a 14-year-old kid. And while I was there, I converted the entire inter-office mail system, the inbox, the outbox, the folders, the memo, all this entire mechanism, which is all paper-based, into the electronic version. And I named it email. Not only did I name it email, but I built 50,000 lines of code to capture all of those in a system, and I got the first US copyright. So the fact that there's even a controversy and the racist scumbags at Wikipedia were not only racist, but they think they're the ones who are gonna own the, they've literally deleted facts. But the invention of email took place by a 14 year old kid before he came to MIT in Newark, New Jersey, okay? And, um, and you know, when my mom died in a suitcase, she had left all this, I never wanted credit. It went into the Smithsonian after the uh, Time Magazine did an article. But the reality is it should never be, there is no controversy. But see, this is what happens, those in power, create controversies when inventions, when science does not come out of their bastions of power. And Cytosol, the invention of email, is dedicated to busting that up. And you all can be a part of that, okay? You guys all have to be a part of that. So support Open Science Institute, contribute to the Open Science Institute. So now, that gives you the context of where we're coming from. So now, the Open Science Institute is gonna share with you knowledge that you can't get anywhere else and it's gonna be about gut and brain health, okay? So today's is a beginning of a series of talks we're gonna do. But today you're gonna to learn, today you're gonna learn about the architecture of gut and brain health. And as the title slide says, you really have two brains and you're gonna learn why. Okay, so let's begin. So in the gut and brain health series, today's lecture is gonna give you a big high level overview and you wanna meditate about this, really think about the fact that you have two brains. And how do we get that? This is what the science actually says, okay? First of all, in the skull, you have this thing called your brain, but there's literally a nerve called the vagus nerve that connects your brain down into your gut. And the microbiome is involved in that, okay? And by the way, this, this is science. It's not something we're making up. This has been well known. What we're gonna share with you is that we've put together, someone says uh, they're from Revere Mask. Great to have you. Uh, Nikki says, thank you for your wisdom and light. You're welcome, Nikki. Uh, good evening, good evening to you. Great, nice to have you guys. So, but you can see, so when you think about the brain, the key thing I want you to take away from today's talk is that your brain and your gut are interconnected. They literally are. Someone just wrote that they weren't sleeping well because and they had some gut issues. Makes sense. So if you want to support your brain, support your gut. Okay? And the inverse is also true. Support your gut, help your brain. They're interconnected. All right? And they're physically connected through the vagus nerve. 
And the gut microbiome, all those amazing bacteria are at the heart of it, okay? And at the Cytosolve Open Science Institute, we've been able to really do research faster and cheaper than all of these academic guys who remember academics just want to, they don't really want to ever finish research. They just want to keep taking your money, taking your money, write a little paper, take more money, take more money. The work we've done, we've done in a few years that would have probably taken them a lifetime. That's the power of Cytosolve. Okay. And we're doing this with very low level of resource. Imagine what we could do if we had more resources. But anyway, well, you see here, here's a gut brain axis. So a way you want to think about is here's the brain up here. Here's the gut physically. And then there's a vagus nerve, which literally runs from your gut to your brain. And then there's a microbiome. Okay. These things, I mean, there's other components, right? But the point is the gut and the brain are interconnected in this way. And when we created MV25, which came from this analysis, and I'll play you an MV25 video shortly, um, you can go, uh, it came out of doing, using Cytosolve, and you can go and find MV25. I'll play a video and go to our shop and get a bit, get up and get there. But I want to really focus on this right now. So when we looked at the gut and the brain, what we did was first we looked at thousands of articles to understand the architecture of the brain. And one of the key things that comes out of that for brain health is something called the parasites, okay? Some people think I'm saying parasites, and we're saying P-E, parasites, P-E-R-I-C-Y-T-S. What are the parasites? Well, let's take a very simple understanding of the brain because we're looking at an architecture. Here's your brain. I'm, again, I'm doing this. And imagine around the brain, is a blood-brain barrier, blood-brain barrier, BBB, okay? You got your brain, you got the blood-brain barrier. Again, it's a very simplistic approach to it, okay? But you'll get the components. So if your brain is here, the brain is gonna be represented at the molecular level by this green structure called the astrocytes. Obviously, you have you know, millions of these astrocytes that make up your brain, okay? The blood-brain barrier is all of these arteries, literally blood flow. Okay, and they're all like intertwined together. If you were to stretch that blood brain barrier out, it would go literally from Los Angeles to San Francisco. That's how much stuff you have packed in your brain. Okay, all right. So now, in order to have good brain health, what people are recognizing is that you have to protect the blood brain barrier, the BBB. So that is represented here by this structure here. So the, the astrocytes and the neurons here, but the astrocytes is your brain. This is at the molecular, at the, sorry, at the, at the organelle level, at the microscopic level, okay? This, so you notice the astrocytes connect with your blood brain barrier. You see they're connecting right here. So all that blood brain barrier connects with your brain right here. And this is the endothelial right here. What is the endothelial? The endothelial and the parasites make up the blood-brain barrier. So what do I mean by that? You have your brain, the astrocytes, right? And their neurons surrounded by this blood-brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier is all this vasculature. Vasculature means blood flow. If you were to look at one aspect of that blood flow, you would see a capillary like you're seeing here. 
right here, and it's surround and, and the capillaries, walls of that capillary are made of endothelial cells, endothelial cells. And surrounding that capillary is something called a parasite, not a parasite, parasite, okay? All right. So you have your brain here and the blood-brain barrier. Well, what is the purpose of the blood-brain barrier? It is to make sure toxins get taken out of the brain and good blood flows into the brain. Does that make sense? So you want clean blood flowing in and you want toxins coming out. That's in a good brain. If you're not able to remove toxins out of the brain and you can't get blood flow in, you have a serious problem. That is going to affect brain health. So how can that occur? Well, if you look at this structure right here, the endothelial, which is where blood flows through. So blood is flowing through that gray area, gray area. And the parasites are like valves, which allow blood flow into the brain and take toxins out. So there's a growing body of evidence that says if these parasites, and I'm looking at a lateral view, gets damaged, guess what? If this gets damaged, you're going to screw up your brain because you're going to get the breakdown of this is going to lead to all sorts of dysfunction. You're going to get stuff coming in that shouldn't come in and you're, you're not going to get blood flow as you need. Well, what can cause that? Well, there's all sorts of toxins in the atmosphere, right? Um, a friend of mine just told me this. I haven't had a chance to verify it. I guess when cars drive and the wheels of the cars are hitting the pavement, they let out these nanoparticles, which we breathe in. And there's growing body of ev evidence that that can hurt our brain. So we have many different exogenous stuff that can pierce that blood-brain barrier and allow toxins to flow into the brain and not allow blood flow in, okay? All right, so uh, word meanings, very important at this stage, word meaning, Shiva, truth must be told, okay? Not sure what he's talking about. But anyway, um, so what we did here to understand the, the architecture of the brain, we took this um, notion, we went through and we, looked at every paper with our colleagues at USC um, written on this structure, the endothelial right here. And these are all the molecular pathways. So these, these are all just in this cell structure. So these are thousands of pathways talking about the molecular pathways. Okay. And then we looked at the parasites, which is this structure here. And we mapped out those pathways, which are on the left side here, okay? right here, and then we wanted to interconnect them. So now this is the first molecular systems mapping of the parasites and the endothelium. And then we layered in the astrocytes. The important architectural discovery that I, my work, which I'm proud of, was instrumental in putting together was this architecture, okay? Where we said, look, you have all these different brain health diseases, Alzheimer's and uh, brain tumors and cancer and ischemia and hypoxia and ALS. All of these diseases, Western medicine likes to call different diseases. Well, what we did was we said, if we take a bottoms up approach, which is what our movement teaches, bottoms up, is we map out the endothelial, the parasites and the astrocytes. And what we did was we mapped out all the molecular pathways. So this is at the foundational level, this layer right here at the bottom level here. And then we said, what happens if we look at the second layer here and you notice 
between the endothelial here on the left and the astroparasites, there are six modules, one, two, three, four, five, six, that interconnect them, and two here between the astrocytes and the parasites. And when you layer in the diseases, what you notice is, isn't it interesting, ALS, that says ALS up here, and AD are both dysfunctions in a particular communication pathway. So what this reveals to us is Western medicine likes to silo different diseases. The reality is, you know, all disease ultimately you realize comes down to one thing, which is, you know, nutrition and health, okay? What you're putting into your body. But you find out that these diseases are not different diseases, but they're dysfunction. So this is the architecture now really of the neurovascular unit in the brain, okay? So if you want to protect the brain, all these different diseases we're looking at actually have to do with dysfunctions in communication in the blood-brain barrier. So that's a big takeaway in the brain. You want to protect your brain, protect the blood-brain barrier, okay? That's in the brain side, okay? That's in the skull, okay? Now let's go to the other part here, okay? And by the way, this work was published in one of the most prestigious journals, Nature of Neuroscience. And by the way, when I first put this together and we submitted it to our research group, half of the reviewers who thought, thought saw this thought it was brilliant, the other half thought we were just making up stuff, that they never heard the word engineering architecture. And that's a problem when you work with academics. They have massive amounts of ego. They don't want to accept anything new. So, But we were very fortunate because of the work we've done and our colleagues' support, we were able to get this published, okay? So there we go. So Nikki said it well, protect the blood-brain barrier. Great, thanks Nikki for summarizing it, one sentence. So that is one of the important takeaways. The research that comes out of this is protect the blood-brain barrier, okay? This could influence public policy even, okay? The next thing is, now we wanna talk about the gut and brain connective, right? So remember I said you have the brain in the skull, you have the brain in the gut, but what connects it? What is the stuff that puts it together, okay? Well, what puts it together, thanks Saeed, is what's called the gut and brain axis, okay? By the way, those of you joining us, you like this lecture, this is brought to you by the Cytosol Open Science Institute. Support the movement for truth, freedom, health. Go contribute, whatever you want, and know that when you contribute, we also contribute back to your education. Not only these videos, but in many other ways, and I'll come back to that. But the gut-brain axis is best pictured like this, okay? You have the brain, and you have the gut down here, and there's literally, it's called the uh, HPA axis, okay? And the HPA axis is a hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, and it controls the body's stress response. That's why when people get stressed out, what happens? They start getting ulcers. Stress is not in the brain. It's in the gut. It's in the lower brain and the upper brain. And that's because the hypothalamus in the brain, the pituitary, okay, up there, right here, and then connects to your adrenals. The adrenals are in and around your gut area in the back, right? But they're the things that sit right above your kidneys. And there's a series of biochemical signaling that leads to production of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. An imbalance in this axis signaling causes anxiety, stress, and depression, okay? So there's literally this connection that's connecting that, okay? Now, let's go to... When you want to, this is some recent work. We've just finished up. Again, you're getting stuff hot off our Cytosolve Open Science Project. So we have the brain. We have the 
HPA axis, but how are these connected? So when you get stressed out, it is a bunch of systems that are being brought into play. First of all, you have your gut microbiome. So again, we've layered it here on the bottom layer here. You notice your actual physical components of your body, your gut, their neurons, the astrocytes, which we just talked about, the pituitary and your adrenals. All right. So the gut microbiome is the one that's involved in, you know, digestion and all these important processes, which is involved in stress mitigation. The neurons are involved in a whole bunch of things, all these signaling processes. The astrocytes and the microglia are involved in the neurotoxicity. If, remember, your blood-brain barrier doesn't work, you're going to get neurotoxicity. Anxiety and memory impairment and heart rate variability, they're related to the back of your gut area, the, you know, the adrenals. So all of these, neurotoxicity, anxiety, memory impairment, heart rate, they stop you from relaxing. When you can mitigate your stress, when your gut microbiome is good, it supports your brain and relaxation response, okay? So think about what I'm saying. Your gut has all these processes that communicate back up to your brain, and your brain is sending signals down to your gut, which can result in anxiety, uh, memory impairment, right? Heart rate variability, all of these things, all right? Uh, David says, Dr. Rimmer, remove remains with choice, but truth must not be hidden from those we love. Thanks, David. Very sweet of you. Okay, so this is the architecture of the gut and the brain. So when we put all this together, what we want to do is, let me tell you where we're headed. So now you understand the gut and the brain. So imagine if you wanted to relax and sleep well. It's not just taking something melatonin for the brain, right? This is why a lot of these products that people take for stress and relaxation never really work because they're not looking at the gut, okay? So if you really wanted to create products and foods, you got to look at this whole. That's a whole systems approach. The brain, the gut, the vagus nerve, and the microbiome. By the way, there's some very interesting work coming out where people have come out with some very interesting massage techniques very interesting uh, body techniques that you can support the vagus nerve, really support the, the gut and the brain connection. And this is going to be some very cool uh, slide. Someone said, uh, uh, beautiful slide, boom, got to think systemically. Thanks, Glenn. So that's what this slide really says. So if we want to figure out what foods are good for you, imagine you just take all these foods, you go to Whole Foods all for the brain. Well, it's not going to really cut it. This is why many of those uh, supplements don't work. Many, many of those supplements you just take for the brain don't work. We have to go to the gut if you want to calm things. If you want to support clear thinking, you got to support the gut. If you want to recognize that if you are hurting your brain with toxins, it's going to affect your gut. All of these are one related uh, system. So what we're going to be doing as a part of the Brain Health Project um, in the next every two weeks we're going to be sharing with you new data. So one of the things we're going to be looking at um, as a part of this is we're going to look at how oats, oats, we talked about, we did uh, yesterday, I did a talk on oats, sprouted oats. How do oats affect stress and relaxation? Ginkgo, how does that affect stress and relaxation? Ginseng, ashwagandha, shisandra. So these are the five herbs that we have in the pipeline for you. So the Open Science Project has created a pipeline. So we're gonna be, we have the architecture now of the brain and the gut where we've 
use Cytosoft to understand the system dynamics. But what the gifts that you're going to get over the next few weeks, we're going to be really looking at uh, oats. There'll be a whole thing on oats. Ginkgo. A lot of people ask me about ginkgo. What does that do? Ginseng, ashwagandha, and shisandra. And the reason this is going to be valuable is you're going to understand what do these foods and herbs actually do to your body? How do they interact with the gut and the brain? How are they affecting it? And um, how can you use it in your own support? Someone just said ashwagandha is wonderful. Yes, ashwagandha, some people say, Melody, is the Indian ginseng. Ginseng is the, you know, by the way, the best ginseng in the world actually comes from the United States, okay? A lot of people don't know that. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So in closing, this is the first in the series of the gut brain ser uh, health series. The main takeaway is your gut, you have two brains. One is in your gut, one is in your skull. They're interconnected. So we're going to talk about gut and brain health. At the brain level, we got to really protect the blood brain barrier. At the gut level, we have to protect the microbiome and then the connection between both of them. Now we're getting a whole systems approach to understanding brain and gut health, okay? So we cannot um, separate these two. Someone said, uh, uh, how do cannabis rejuvenate gum tissue? So, um, so just wanna let you know, we have another open science project on periodontal disease. We're about to be publishing a very major article on periodontal disease, and we can definitely look at, but when we say cannabis, you have to be clear, what do you mean by cannabis? The high THC stuff, the CBDs, we have to be careful on that, okay? So again, before I leave, all of you can support the Cytosolve Open Science Project. Be a part of this. You can contribute. Before I leave, I want to let you know that one of the amazing products that came out was MV25, and I want to play a quick video on it. This is something for years we've been helping others, but last couple of years ago, we said, why don't we take the mathematical modeling of pain and inflammation and use Cytosol to see if we could come up with a product for that. So I want to play you a video on MB25. Uh, remember, inflammation is one of the keys to many, many diseases. MB25 is an amazing product, um, and we do not sell it on Amazon. We only sell it direct, and we sell it through our Truth, Freedom, and Health warriors who want to, so we can support them and support uh, the movement. So here we go. Millions of people suffer every day from painful discomfort and swelling, but most pain medications come with harsh side effects, and many alternative supplements have little scientific backing. That's why we at Cytosolve created MV25. MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve Computational Systems Biology Platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation is the result of computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions derived from thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers published across four decades by 68 research institutions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann. My hands would cramp up so that I couldn't hold cards or knit or crochet. And they would go like that. Not have to use this when I played cards with my grandkids. And I'd start taking that MV25. After a bit, I was able to 
old cards in my hand, very, very little cramping, hardly at all anymore. MV25. Hi, my name is Sandy. I'm a Taekwondo instructor. I tore my ACL during Taekwondo. I had a lot of pain and limited mobility. I've been taking the MV25 for about six months now. After the first week, I noticed a big difference. After the second week, almost literally no pain. My name is Jeremy and I suffer from a lower back problem. Hurt my back at work years ago and I can go to the chiropractor, do all kinds of different things and nothing seems to help. And I decided to try MV25. I didn't notice a difference immediately, but within a few days the pain went away and it stayed away. I've continued to take it and even when I do things that I shouldn't do, it seems to go away a lot quicker than it ever did before. MV25 is certified clean, 100% non-GMO, made in America and GMP certified for good manufacturing practices. MV25 is Cytosolve optimized which means that this formula has been engineered to maximize benefits while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosolve. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Order online at mv25.life. Consult your doctor before taking any supplement or medication and use as directed. MV25. All right, everyone. So that is MV25. Those of you who want to know where it is, you can go literally. Uh, let me put up the uh, thing for it. Sorry about that. You can go to mv25.life and get it, or you can go to vashiva.com. You'll see it up on the shop page, and you can get go to shop, and you'll find the product, and then you can get it right off there. So anyway, in closing, the gut and the brain are interconnected. We're going to be doing quite a bit of uh, follow-up on the gut-brain series. And those of you who are interested in knowing more, uh, go to Cytosolve. You can support the Open Science Project and um, be part of this movement. And remember, everything we do here is to integrate and push for the need for freedom. We need freedom in science. We need to recognize great innovation occurs at the edges. The invention of email did not take place in a big institution. The invention of TV was also done by a 14-year-old boy. Great research is occurring at the edges. We have a serious problem in science right now. Everyone thinks it all only can occur by a few people and that needs to be busted up. And we also talked about the fact that the, the indigenous medicines, the traditional medicines, we have to honor them and respect them. And one of the goals of Cytosolve Open Science Project is to validate the stuff that works and discount the stuff that doesn't in a, uh, using science. That's what truth, freedom and health is about. And all of this, if we can have freedom, if we can really do great science, everyone wins, your physical health, your economic health, infrastructure health. So let me see if there's any questions here before I wrap up. Um, yeah, someone says here, I wish the Western medical schools would get shook. Well, Jennifer, the reality is um, most medical doctors are basically have golden handcuffs. They go, they don't get any really nutritional training and yet they're taught to speak with such confidence when they know nothing about nutrition. For that matter, they're not taught a systems approach to the body. So when, it, when something occurs in your body, they simply look at that one issue. So if something's going on in your brain, they just focus on the brain. They don't look at your gut. If something's going on the liver, they don't look at the skin. You see, in traditional systems of medicine, the liver and the skin are connected, the gut and the brain are connected, right? 
So they don't see these interconnections. So the medical training is not a systems-based training and has very little nutrition, right? So this is um, one of the important uh, points that we wanna take away, all right? And when it comes to politics, what one of the things we teach all of you is that when you take a systems approach, you also learn the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health, all right? So in closing, uh, I wanna encourage all of you to A, contribute, support, to, support this movement. It's really a movement for science by the people, for the people. When you go um, and you uh, su support the, the, the course and everything we do, you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com or vashiva.com. You'll find out that you contribute. You can go right there and contribute $1, whatever you want um, to support science by the people. We will actually, if you do 100 or more, give you all these gifts and you can become a warrior scholar in the truth, freedom, and health movement. All right. If you, if that's too much, contribute 25 to 99 and you can become a supporter. But when you become a supporter, we give you a whole bunch of gifts, training tools, how your body is a system. You get access to activism tools. Again, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. And if you can't contribute anything, we still want to gift you stuff um, and give whatever you can. But in summary, we want to honor and protect indigenous medicines because that's truly being anti-racist. We want to eliminate animal testing. We want to break the monopoly of science mafia. And we want to contribute to the education of a systems approach. And that's what truth, freedom, and health is about. Um, let me finish by playing our uh, important video so you can see this and become a part of the movement. And I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Thank you. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, mm -hmm. and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the Movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, 
Forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. So in closing, just remember that if we take a systems approach, you will always understand the interconnection between these three very important principles. Again, I invite all of you Thursday at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. to join us um, and commune with others. Um, every We do it every uh, Thursday. Uh, we, do it, uh, we do two of these meetings, so it's easy for anyone in any part of the world to be part of it. So take advantage of that. These things are really set up for you um, so you can learn more and you can become part of a movement so you don't get desperate in thinking, there's no one else out there. Well, there is. We have hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of millions of people who know about our movement, and we've organized it. It's an educational movement to advance knowledge, and you can be a part of it, and it's really for you. It's, it's empower you to become an agent of change. So anyway, in closing, you have two brains, one in your skull and one in your gut. Um, so I look forward uh, to continuing the series, and we'll, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow. Be well, everyone. Have a, have a good uh, weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. We finish by the little video we do at the end. Here we go.